the nation got three hours of Nick Hillary trial coverage on Friday. There was an hour on ABC's 2020 and two hours on NBC's Dateline, although that was only an hour and 25 minutes if we subtract all of the commercials. Exactly. you got to subtract the commercials. I'm, I mean, and people were going crazy on, on Twitter. Did he do it? Did he not do it? So now the media is gone. The national media is gone. It's kind of just us. But we're still following up on reaction to the trial and some of the loose ends from the legal proceedings that we, we don't know how they're going to wrap up. Coming up, the prosecutors, right after the trial, said a killer walked. We ask legal experts for their take on that. And we hear how the community is reacting to the verdict. Also, a quick update on Nick Hillary's civil trial against the Potsdam Police Department. I am David Summerstein. I'm Lauren Rosenthal. And I'm Britt Hansen. And this is Day by Day, the Nick Hillary trial podcast. We covered the uh murder trial of Nick Hillary. He was found not guilty uh, in the 2011 death of 12-year-old Garrett Phillips in Potsdam. And as you can tell, this is no longer a sort of daily podcast. We don't have a trial to cover, but there's still things going on and there's still things to talk about. And right now, a lot of it is reaction. And let's start with reaction to what District St. Lawrence County District Attorney Mary Rain. She gave a press conference right after the trial, and she raised some eyebrows when she was asked about, um, you know, how she was taking the verdict and how the family was taking the verdict. And she said, "This they've lost a 12-year-old boy, and now they see the man who killed that 12-year-old boy smiling and walking out of the courtroom, and that just added insult to injury." So Mary Rain also said that she's 100 percent certain that Nick Hillary is the killer. She said that the Potsdam Police Department feels the same way. And then her co-prosecutor on the case, D.A. William Fitzpatrick, has also come out and told the press. He told us in an interview that he feels that way, too. He thinks that Nick Hillary is absolutely the person who committed this crime. And we kind of wanted to know, is that normal for prosecutors to do after a case wraps up and a person has been acquitted? So, David, you and I contacted a bunch of law professors and former prosecutors, and we sort of put that question to them. And, and, and I would just say that to sort of give you the broad stroke of what the reaction was in the legal community to this, there was a range from people saying, you know, that's a very strong way to express your disappointment, and we'll hear about that in a second, but then also all the way to being like, that is totally unprofessional. So. Let's actually start in the middle. Let's start with, um, we spoke with uh, John Duncan. He was a longtime prosecutor, and he now uh, teaches law classes at Syracuse uh, Law School. And he said, you know, that's kind of inappropriate um, for Mary Rain to come right out on the day of the, of the trial and say that. Prosecutors uh, should address the media after, all the media, and uh, they could express disappointment. They could express that they thought they were, they were confident enough going forward to get a conviction. If you're not, you shouldn't proceed with the case. But beyond that, the case is over. The judges made the decision here, and personal opinions by the DA 
uh, have no place in this scenario. We also talked with uh, Vin Bonventry. Um, he is at Albany Law School, and he's someone who we've checked in with over the last couple of years, really, about this case. Yeah, he's been a great resource for us because when we have questions about just sort of procedural stuff, you know, Vin Bonventry is always willing to kind of weigh in. But he has really strong opinions about how the prosecution handled this case. And, well, here was his reaction. She's just inflaming uh, the mother and she's just inflaming the community again by talking about, you know, we sought justice for Garrett Phillips and, you know, and now the murderer is free. What do you mean the murderer is free? He was found not guilty. You didn't prove that he was guilty. So, yeah, Vin Bonventry not mincing words there. Um, Lauren, you also spoke with a guy who represents sort of an association for all prosecutors nationwide. Yes, the Association of Prosecuting Attorneys. David Laban is the president, and he spent like 10 years in the courtroom in California. He kind of came down somewhere more in the middle. He was the guy who said, yeah, this is an extreme display of disappointment, and that's understandable. It's a loss, and that's hard for a prosecutor to take, especially when they're certain that they had the right person. And the point that um, David Laban made was that you have to be sure that you have the right person or it's not okay to go forward and prosecute a case. And he said that even if they did have doubts at this point, that maybe they didn't have the right guy, it's not going to be okay for the prosecution to get up after a trial and say that. To go through a trial like that and then step out and say, now we're going to go find the right person, uh, that would raise all kinds of ethical issues. On the day of the verdict, we didn't get to talk with um, prosecutor William Fitzpatrick, who um, is Onondaga County District Attorney. Uh, He was here as an assistant prosecutor for Mary Rain, who we heard from. But he was the one who was really doing the heavy lifting in this trial. But he left right away and he was not at the um, at the press conference. Um, Lauren, you spoke with him a couple days later. Yeah, he was happy to talk with us, and he was really open about what the experience was like. He said that he never expected to lose this case. He's been the lead prosecutor in Onondaga County, which is a big deal. He runs a really big office for 25 years. This is the second trial he's lost. And interestingly, it was also a bench trial that he lost before. So he said, I'm really good in front of a jury, less so, I guess, maybe in front of a judge. But, um, you know, the one thing the one thing he did say was that he doesn't blame anyone else for losing this case because he did do so much of the work in the courtroom arguing the case before the judge and interviewing witnesses. But he did say that there were a couple of things about the way the police handled the earliest stages of the investigation that if he could go back and do it all over again, he would handle differently. One of the things that he said was that uh, police should have looked at this as a homicide first and then dialed their way back if they needed to. And Mary Rain said that as well in her press conference. But he also said something else. Yeah. So, you know, if you if you start treating the case like a homicide early on, you're going to start rounding up all potential plausible suspects. And there would definitely be an emphasis in this case on Garrett Phillips' mother and specifically on people who she had romantic relationships with and those had ended, so her exes. I would have, you know, assembled a number of people that had relationships with Tandy, Nick, John Jones, Casey Collins. I would have interviewed them, gotten their whereabouts, taken DNA from them, uh, fingerprints, asked them, you know, probing questions. And that wasn't done um, until 
well, Wednesday. Two days after the murder, he means there. Okay, so we heard from reaction from the prosecutors and from the legal community about the prosecutors. Let's talk a little bit about how this community has reacted, Canton, Potsdam, and the people on both sides. Yeah, so the victim's family and a lot of folks who are close with that that side of the case um, really side with the prosecution here. A lot of people are still saying that they believe 100 percent that Nick Hillary was the murderer in this case. And we're seeing that sort of in the chatter online and folks talking around Potsdam and Canton, a lot of folks are still feeling like Nick Hillary is the guy here. And there's a lot of talking about, you know, his verdict was not guilty. Nobody said that he's innocent. There's a lot of anger, um, you know, tied up in obviously the grief as well that we saw a lot in the courtroom throughout and especially after the verdict was read. Garrett's uncle, Brian Phillips, just as an example, he posted a long Facebook. It took him. He he was quiet for a little while, and he was he was the one who uh, had spearheaded all of the justice for Garrett signs that were all over the community for years. So, in addition to being Garrett's uncle, also deeply in, invested in this, and um, he he spoke out on on Facebook Sunday night. Yeah, he said that you know this had been really difficult for his family. It felt like, yeah, the killer walked free. And they had some harsh words for some of the local media who'd been covering the case over the years, including us. North Country Public Radio was specifically named as being one-sided and in uh, in Nick Hillary's corner. And obviously, we try really hard to be even-handed and fair. We reached out to Brian Phillips and we asked him if he wanted to talk with us or give a statement because he has given interviews to other local media in the days after the verdict. And we haven't heard back from him. Yeah, Brian Phillips uh, called out uh, St. Lawrence University and uh, also Sarah Johnson, uh, St. Lawrence University trustee, who paid a lot of money towards uh, Nick Hillary's legal fees. And we'll hear more about that in a second. And we should just say right here, uh, North Country Public Radio is owned by St. Lawrence University. Uh, Sarah Johnson has been a contributor to North Country Public Radio, and she is also an ex officio member of our advisory council, uh, which is not a, a, a board of directors that can make decisions, but is exactly that, an advisory council. So we just want to get that out there. We have an extremely strong firewall between us and St. Lawrence University and any of our donors. Uh, we feel very confident and strongly about that, but we just want to, and for that reason, we just want to get that out there. Now, you did talk to Sarah Johnson because she was a big contributor to uh, Nick Hillary's legal, fee, legal fees and also um, also a big supporter of his. Yeah, so Britt and I went to Sarah's house, which is on Main Street in downtown Canton, a couple of days ago right after the verdict came out. And we met with Sarah and her partner, Greg Cornell. Um, they talked to us about how they'd been helping Nick Hillary over the years with some of his legal fees. And they told me it has cost close to a half a million dollars between bail, which Sarah Johnson and Greg Cornell helped out with a lot, and paying for his defense attorneys. They explained to us that there was sort of a group of Nick Hillary's soccer teammates from St. Lawrence University who had started fundraising before they became aware of the case or before they got involved. But yeah, since then, they had been a, a, a big backers for him to try to help him with his case. 
So, Britt, yeah, what did uh, Sarah Johnson and Greg Cornell say about their reaction to the verdict, but also their involvement going forward in Nick's life or in this case? So, you know, they said that they really firmly believed in the verdict that was handed down, that they believe that Nick Hillary is innocent and has been innocent from the beginning. Um, they also have been really clear that they said they only contributed to his defense fund. They they say that they didn't give money for his livelihood going, you know, going back when he wasn't able to work. And they say that they're not going to do that going forward. However, um, sort of in a broader sense, it seems like they have a general interest in this case and, and looking for justice in general. And um, interestingly, they would be willing to sort of help support finding the real killer in their w- words for Garrett going forward. You know, I don't blame him for mourning and being being angry, but let's put the anger towards you know, a productive endeavor. Find the guy. Let's find the killer. And no, they didn't have the right one. And yes, he's still out there. Wrapping things up on the reaction um, in terms of people that I saw around town this weekend uh, on various different sides or no sides at all, everybody wanted to talk about it. Most people had tons of little minute questions from what they've heard on the podcast or from what they've heard on ABC or in the New York Times or whatever. So, um, you know, if you're outside of Canton and Potsdam or wondering what is it like uh, here in these little communities, everybody is talking about it still. We just have a couple little things to follow up on. Uh, The first is a little teeny nugget of an update of news uh, about Nick Hillary's civil case. Uh, He sued years ago the Potsdam Police Department for allegedly violating his civil rights when he was detained uh, two days after the murder. And you just want to give the update on that? Yeah. And so um, lawyers for the Potsdam Police Department had asked that all of the documents related to this court case be unsealed because the criminal trial was underway. There was no point in keeping them private anymore. Um, We know today that Nick Hillary's attorney has totally signed off on that. So at some point in the next couple of days, we could have access to all of the legal motions and the documents and files submitted as exhibits to support them. We don't know exactly what all that stuff is, but we'll be certainly looking into it um, to the extent that we can. Of course, Judge uh, Gary Sharp, he has to rule on that now, um, but both sides have signed up for uh, that stuff to be unsealed. Um, and as uh, both um, Manai Tafari, the attorney for Nick Hillary, and Thomas Mortadi, the attorney for the village, has said, this civil case is going forward and sort of moving apace. So we'll have updates on that. And I guess the last piece of thing that we have to say to you is that um, we'll continue to use the podcast to uh, talk about our reporting and talk about what we're learning in some of the aftermath uh, aspects like the civil case. But also there's the question of uh, the Brady violation and process, possible uh, complaints against the prosecution. So we'll be monitoring that stuff and we'll let you know. As always, if you have any questions um, or stuff that you think we should follow up on, email us news at ncpr.org. And in the meanwhile, if you're interested for little updates here and there that we may not cover in large on the podcast, you can hop over to our Tumblr, which we're updating daily when we have any new information, ncpr.org slash Hillary trial. That's it. Thanks very much for listening.